What is up, everybody? Thank you so much for tuning in to Just Talking with Steph Iliff. I am so excited for this podcast and to be bringing it to you every single week to be just talking about all the things that life has to offer us, right? I'm hoping that I can bring you some insights, some laughter, some amazing interviews with some awesome powerhouses who have let go of fear, who have totally stepped into themselves, who are living their best life so you can learn from them. I want to be talking to you every single week as well about different things that are going on in my life as a self-love coach, as a mom, as a woman, as someone who is dating and like the whole dating scene and how it's so important that we date with self-love so we don't ruin our own self-love, how to create, you know, amazing habits that truly stick with you for a lifetime so you become your best self, so you can become your inner powerhouse and how to just let go of fear and fully step into you. So every week I'm going to be bringing you different topics that align with that, different interviews with different amazing people. And we're just going to be talking about it and having the best time. So thank you so much for joining in to Just Talking with Steph Island. Hey guys, thank you so much for tuning in to Just Talking today. I hope you got some value out of it. I hope you learned something. I hope you laughed. I hope you cried maybe a little bit if it's one of those kind of episodes. I just want to thank you so much for all your love and support and you just tuning in. It really means the world to me. If you would do me an extra solid and whatever platform you're using right now to listen to it, if you just go ahead and subscribe so that way you can always know when a new episode drops for you so you can be in the know. And also if you would just go ahead and leave me a little review, mark that star, whether it be the first star or the fifth star, whatever you're feeling that day and leave me a little review. I'd love to hear from you. Thank you so much again for all your love and support. Sending you all the love and light your way. Thanks again for tuning in to Just Talking. Have the best day. What is up, you guys? Today, I'm so excited for our guest, Kendra. She is just this amazing, amazing woman I've had the privilege to get to know, and she's just this beautiful soul. She's a former CrossFit athlete, a gym owner, a full-time boss babe, entrepreneur, and a dog mom, and she is just seriously like just a beaming light. If you guys don't follow her, you're going to follow her after this po- podcast episode because she's seriously just amazing. She's out in Canada, and <laughs> like a real, what was that? I don't even know. <laughs> Trying to have a Canadian accent for you. It was a boot time. Like, I don't know. I'm just trying. But <laughs> anyways, Kendra, thank you so much for coming on today. Tell us a little bit about you. Oh, thank you for having me, Steph. And I don't say a boot. <laughs> but I, no, 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 I, I, I get that all the time. I'm like, maybe, I don't know. I could have worn like all denim on denim. Like, I guess, isn't that like uh, a just, Canadian thing people say? Is I that think real? that's a cunt. A country song. I'm not really. I'm um, not really sure. I think that's a country actually, song. No, it's not. It's actually from <laughs> if you can. Talk. <laughs> no, it's all good. Um, so yeah, as Steph said, I'm a gym owner. I used to compete um, highly in CrossFit for, oh god, like I think it was six years, and then I got injured, stepped back for a year, and then competed one more year. And then the last two years, I haven't competed. I've just been focusing on my businesses. So I don't have any kids. I just have a little little fur baby. And I just focus on my gym and helping women worldwide. Well, mostly in Canada and the States. I love it. So awesome. Um, So let's talk a little bit about like your journey through CrossFit and through experiencing that, your competition. What really kind of got you into doing that? Huh. Well, I used to truly competitively, like we were talking about. And um, so once I like hung up the pom-poms like 10 years ago, I wanted to find another sport that I could compete in. And then right before I moved to Ontario, because I'm originally from Saskatoon, um, I found CrossFit. So I always knew I wanted to open up gym um, somewhere. I didn't really know how it was going to happen. And then the stars aligned and it did. So I moved to, I live in Petawawa, Ontario, for anyone wondering, which is this small little military town, close to Ottawa. Most people know where Ottawa is. Um, and so... so is everybody in the town, like, everybody's military, is it just like a big military base? Is it, like, what type of military town is it? Yeah, we have one of the biggest bases in Canada. So it's like, where, like, the special forces is, like, out of for here. And it's like, it's nothing like the uh, United States Army. It's but we won't talk about that. <laughs> um, yeah, it's a little bit different, but same. And your boyfriend's in the army too, right? Yes. But oh. don't ask me army questions because I don't, I don't know. Okay. I'm like totally oblivious when it comes to anything military. <laughs> I know like the basics. Okay. Um, yeah, what were we talking about? Uh, how I got so, into CrossFit. Yeah. Yeah, how I got into CrossFit. So I moved here in 2010 and opened up my gym in October 2010. And my first CrossFit competition was March of 
2010, I believe. I'm trying to remember. Well, I thought, so like I, I didn't know that you opened up your gym first and then started doing CrossFit stuff. So how did you, yeah. so how did you decide to open up a gym? So you literally just were like, okay, cheerleader, boom. Now I'm going to lift up weights. Boom. Let's go. And then <laughs> open up a gym. Or no. like, what, how did that process, no. what happened? So there? I, I was introduced to CrossFit when I was still, oh, see, I jinxed myself. Remember how I said, I was like, I'm not going to get any calls. Yeah. Um, so uh, it was introduced right before I moved to Petawawa. And so I wanted to stick with it. There's no gyms, Petawawa. <laughs> um, there's no gyms here. So I always knew that I wanted to open up a gym. And when I found out there wasn't really anything around here, no CrossFit gyms, because CrossFit was still very, very new in Canada. Um, I just like jumped on that. So I was already kind of researching before I moved here, had somewhat of a following, ran outdoor boot camps. Um, and then once I had oh, cool. enough I people. I kind of started doing outside workouts for people and invited them to come join in just so you could get experience with that and expose. Yeah. Yeah. So people could like find out who I was. So we we did it at a park. Um, Actually, we're going to totally get sidetracked for a second, but I was doing, um, I wanted to kind of stick with gymnastics. So I went to like an adult gymnastics class and I was jumping on a trampoline and I came down and I thought I broke my ankle. So for like, from, I think it was like August, September, October, like for like a month, I was in like an air cast, like outside doing uh-huh. like one one-legged burpees that's like the one thing my <laughs> my client like what am I the one memory that people remember that are still with me from that um like 10 years ago like yeah I remember when you're like yeah we're gonna do burpees and we're outside at a park and I was in like a air cast um I anyway so yeah yeah that's why I love you so much is like you just have this determination and this grit about you that you're like, yeah, like, no, you just figure it out. Just go do it. Just like make it happen. Oh, for sure. And yeah, just, yeah. Like understanding part of your story just continues to show me more of that. Sorry. I'm like all <clears throat> out of breath, but like, I love that you're like, yeah, I'm just going to open up a gym. And so you just started doing workouts. You just started bringing people around. So like, is that, was that, what, did you know when you were starting to do workouts that your mindset with that was to open up a gym or did it kind of, that was like all planned or what did that look like? Well, it wasn't planned but it was in my radar meaning I was like looking for um a place that I could open up shop and I didn't want to like go into too much debt opening up a business either so I'm proud to say like I don't have any debt as a like business owner as like a gym owner so that's like huge because I so I just grew as my gym grew so I'm in my third location now and I just celebrated my nine-year anniversary on Halloween Um, yeah so basically I just found like well I didn't find one of my clients like hey there's like this little garage up on like the boulevard you should check it out and I did and it's like super super small like only 1200 square feet we made it work for like I think it was two years and then I upgraded I don't even know what size that gym was now I'm in 3,000 or just under 3,000 square feet so like over double the like size so that was pretty cool yeah so so I didn't know what I was doing part of your customer base has been with you you said from from going from parks to from a park to to a gym to the gym that you have now how beautiful is that like what would you say that you've done to be able to keep that community and to really create that bond with everybody that's to better to have a customer for 10 years basically like that's amazing well it's relationship building so it's like people people come for the workout stay for the community so um it's like people don't necessarily like working out, but they like to come and socialize. And so having that like atmosphere where people it's, it holds them accountable because they aren't just a number. People are going to notice if you aren't there. I notice when people aren't there. So I will personally be like, if I don't see them for like a week, I'm like, Hey, where are you at? Are you okay? What's going on? Sometimes there's stuff going on. So it's, they appreciate like the fact that I like checked in and um, sometimes I'm, it's hard to remember like everyone. So I have to like go through like my, my, cause I do remember everyone's so have to like go through my like client list and like, Oh yeah, I haven't seen them in a while yeah. or check in. Yeah. So it's just about like, it's we're family, I guess it's like my gym family and I don't know what I do without them. Oh my God. They've helped me through so much stuff. No, I totally, <laughs> yeah. totally understand that. Part. Yeah. That community yeah. Thrive. And it, it does, it pushes you. And I think we're all craving community all the time with like a sense of belonging to something more than just us. Right. And I love mm-hmm. that you do that. And so th- is that kind of what CrossFit did for you? And that's why you decided to open up a CrossFit gym over a gymnastic gym or a cheer gym or a dance mom gym or like whatever no. what really made you decide, you know what? Yeah, I, maybe I like to, I like to lift heavy shit. Yeah. Like legit. Yeah. Like that's the reason I remember like the first like workout and deadlift I did. My coach at the time was like, you need to compete. And I was like, nah. And I didn't actually start competing until I moved here. 
And I was like, okay, well, I guess I'll give this a shot. And I made it to regionals my first year and then just kept going, even though I was terrified and I wanted to run away every single time. <laughs> so you had a coach. So you start working out, you start working at a CrossFit gym and then that's your introduced to CrossFit. And then you get a coach from there or how does that, what, how do you, be, how do you get a coach? How does that process work? I didn't have a coach. I coached myself for my, the first five years of my competitive career. And I wish I could go back and compete, but like the sport has completely evolved since like I started. So I started when I was 24, I'm 34 now. And it's completely different. Like it just has completely evolved. Like it's way harder to uh, make it to regionals and the rules keep changing. And like, I just can't, not can't, I just, don't want to compete against 18 year olds so <laughs> I'm like I might I didn't I realize might. that no it's not like it's not like they don't bring it into classes of age groups like it's just like they all do women. they do but it's not until you hit 35 and then it's like 35 to 40 I think 40 oh, okay. to 45 and then 50 plus or whatever so I'm considered a master's next year I was gonna say <laughs> the same way like in bikini competing and stuff like that they have like master's after 35 and I'm yeah, like, yeah. I'll wait for three more years because yeah exactly <laughs> I, I might compete again, but like my mindset and like priorities have completely um, changed. So I don't, I don't really know what yeah. I'm going to do. Well, I will or not again, but it taught me so much. Let's talk about that. So what did CrossFit teach you? What you said, you mentioned mindset. So I would love if you could kind of take us <laughs> like, oh, yes! like if you could take the journey of you starting out, you know, you're opening up a gym and now you're getting trained. Now you're competing. What does that look like for you? What's your mindset? Like how you said, like you were so scared of your first year of competing, but you just did it. So how do you push yourself out of fear to just go ahead and make it happen and to do it and to see past your limits? And then with that, along that, what is it like to be competitive and around that, that atmosphere constantly? And what does that do to your mindset, to your body, to the way you love yourself, like, or anything? Or how oh my gosh. You cope with that. I know that's a big one. Um, yeah. You might have to remind me. So about it's intimidating okay. af like yeah. that i remember like my first competition i remember was in toronto that's where regionals was at the time now it's held um somewhere in the states but they used to like kind of have like two areas in canada where people would fly into but now it's all in the states okay, cool. and um anyway so it was in toronto i was in the parking lot i was with my um fiance at the time and uh we're standing in the parking lot i'm like mm-mm I can't do this. All these girls, they're way better than me. I don't know why I'm here. And I was in tears and I almost like left. And then I just was like, no, like I didn't come this far. Or just come this far. Like let's, yeah. like, let's just go and like suck it up. And it's above all else. It's an experience of a lifetime. And, um, I ended up doing well, like pretty well for my first year and surprised myself. So then I'm like, okay, I'm going to do it like again, see where I can push myself. So every single year I wasn't less terrified. I was still scared shitless right. part of my French but like it was um I like to push myself outside my comfort zone people have like one of the things people used to say when I would compete was I was fearless although I felt like I was never good enough and that was like that probably one of the number one things that like held me back is I could never see what I was actually capable of doing I was always comparing uh, myself and that's something that we got to talk about when I got to work with you at the self-love boot camp is like I, it's something I was already aware of, like comparison is the thief of joy. But like, if I could go back, I'd slap myself and be like, no, just like focus on what you're capable of doing. And I probably would have done better because I was in, I wasn't in the best mindset. I just was pushing all the time, but not present. And I wasn't um, allowing myself. I don't know what the word is I'm looking for. Yeah, like the, it, like it was intimidating comparing myself because there's so many strong like women, and then like with that, it's body image. So you're like, okay, like I don't look like that girl over there, and then that like then that like would make me um, kind of like dim my light, I guess, in a way because I was I didn't feel as confident. Like girls taking their shirts off and their six pack gaps like popping out everywhere, and I'm like. I don't look like that. So that would make me feel like I wasn't, I couldn't be there or I shouldn't have been there or I wasn't like good enough. And that like put a huge damper on me for like a while. And obviously as I got older, I, like I got better, but it wasn't until like this past two years where I stopped competing 
where I was like, okay, I'm in like a better place. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I love that, that awareness of like not being able to fully be present in the moment and like really enjoy like what you're accomplishing and what you're doing. And like, you know, wow, I'm doing something that most of the world is never going to experience or never going to be able to do. I put my body through something that most people can never do. Like just you being there is something that only 1% of the world will ever experience. That's right? actually it. It, it. That's actually the percentage is 1% of the world. And I would not, I'd always be focused on the outcome instead of being like, okay, let's just focus on now and do the best I can do until my last competition that I did. And that was the best competition I ever did. Cause I went there. I was like, I don't even want to know where I stand on the leaderboard. I want to have fun. And I just want to do what I know I can do. And that was my best year I ever I did. I, I still to this day don't even know where I ended up on the leaderboard, but really? it was my personal best competition. Just with like, I was able to engage with the girls, build friendships instead of feeling intimidated by them. Wow. Mm -hmm. That's powerful. How did you, mm -hmm. how were you able to put yourself into that moment and stay present with that? In that competition? Yeah. I just told myself like, no, you're not doing what you've always been doing. Like just, if you're going to do one thing, just have a lot of fun this weekend. It doesn't mean that I wasn't scared. I was still yeah. terrified every workout. You feel like you're going to poop your pants before you go out there. But like, <laughs> just like once it's like three, two, one, go, you just like do it. And then after it's like, oh man, I got to throw down with these strong, beautiful women, which is crazy. And not, like you said, like not a lot of people yeah can say that they get to experience that so it, it did teach me a lot like um as an athlete but also like as a, a coach too and then so how did that form into you coaching so do you coach people to train and to do more competitive sports like with crossfit or are you training them with just crossfit workouts or like what does coaching and training look like for you and what really made you shift into that well, I've always like coached at my gym, but I just run like the CrossFit gym. I do remote coaching too, but my gym's not a competitive um, gym. And like every CrossFit gym, just like any gym or any sort of like business, you, you can't compare it to the next one because it's just it's, it's all different. Yeah. So like when people are like, Kendra, I'm moving to like this place, what gym do you recommend? I'm like, honestly, you're going to have to go in. You're going to have to vibe it out because everybody is different and you should feel welcome and you should feel at home and you should feel safe. And you should feel like encouraged. And if you don't feel that way, then maybe that's not the gym for you, but it doesn't mean it's a bad gym. It's just might not be the one for that person because especially women, we need like, we need a lot more of like pats on the back and like, and, like emotional support and like yeah. all of that. We're emotional so, like, creatures and it's okay yeah. to be, and be in our feminine, but we need to learn how to support one another rather than be in that competition, I believe. And, like, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So, um, yeah, for my gym, we, I just like, we do regular, not regular, but it's like regular CrossFit programming. So progressive overload with like strength training and then, um, hitch training or the CrossFit workout part <laughs> of, uh, of the, of the day. So we always have like two components in the, the classes and training, but okay. I'm not personally actually CrossFitting right now. Like I may be CrossFit like twice a week CrossFit style workouts and I'm just doing lots of bodybuilding stuff right now and I'm quite enjoying it <laughs> yeah, dude. and you guys need to follow her because she posts all these like killer workouts and just like all these different things that she's pushing herself with constantly so it always motivates me and pushes me and that's one thing that I've always loved and like been drawn to like the CrossFit world like I could watch the CrossFit games like if there's a documentary about on Netflix like over and yeah over. there's a few now yeah, yeah. oh like it, just, it is yeah. like it motivates me because like you said, I like to pick up heavy shit and it's so cool to see what we think we're capable of and then what we can actually accomplish. And I think it's just this beautiful experience to watch people just be like, oh, there's no way I could run that fast. There's no way I could lift that. There's no way that I could do that many pull-ups or burpees or whatever it may be. And I would love for you to kind of share an experience with us that maybe where you're like, oh, there's no way I could do that. And then you're able to push yourself past that. And like, what was that win like for you? What did that feel like? And did you envision yourself doing it or how did you get there? Because for me personally, um, I have to envision the win. Like I have to feel the win in order to be able to do anything. And I really focus in on that feeling. And I'm like, okay, what's it going to feel like when I can say I just lifted 250 pounds? And it's like, no! It's like, and so in my head, I'm just like, okay, so focus on that feeling. And it pushes me to see what I'm capable of. And I don't know. So I'm very visionary. So I'd love to understand like kind of for you, like what's helped you get to there? What's helped you push that? Like what makes like the athlete in you turn on where you're just like, let's go. Like nothing. <laughs> oh, what, that's a, this is a really good question. Cause it's like been a while since like I've had to turn on and like go. 
Um, I'm not great at visualizing actually. Like I've tried too many times, but maybe I would be now. Like um, back when I was competing, my mind was like too busy and I was a stress case like all the time. Like I was trying to run a gym, but then I also had to put myself first and that was like really hard to do. Yeah. And you can ask all of my clients, like, oh, Kendra's so much cooler now. Like, seriously? Like, no, I was like crazy. But like, like not in a bad way. Like people knew and they understood, but I do not miss how I was when it was opened. And I had to like videotape all my workouts and have this plan and like not be able to just enjoy the workout for the workout, but and what my body was capable of doing, but like being like, no, I this is the plan, this is what I have to hit if I want to go to the next level. And so it was like always all this stress. But what I would do to like turn on is I can't I and yeah, it wasn't visual. Like I did some visualization, but like I found I would get in my head too much if I do that. Like my thoughts would like go all over the place. So I just like, I hated waiting around. I just needed to just go. Like we would be like corralled in before the workout. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm going insane. Like 20 minutes sitting, waiting with everyone. You're like, oh my God, well, there went my warm ups. Then you're getting like in your head. Yeah. But I think it's just with like CrossFit and competing, it's like, the anticipation up into the point of three, two, one, go. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I honestly don't even like remember breathing. <laughs> just like breathing and just like dancing. I try. I would try to be silly. Like so, I would let out like. Okay. Um, like I try to, like dance. Like, let go of the anxiety. But... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that now. I'd like just try like shake it out, dance on the spot before they like to give like high fives to people because everybody's shitting their pants. Like you can tell even like the top people, you can tell everybody's like in the zone. Like, oh my God, this will go down. So like, just to like, yeah, I guess I would just kind of like be silly. Yeah, <laughs> I love that. Yeah. As a coach now and like you're training people all the time and you really help a lot of women and you're teaching them and you're showing them what's been an experience for you that's been like life changing to really watch someone come into your gym and to change their life. And I'm not saying just physically, but I think we go into to workouts a lot of the time to kind of work out some sort of mental problem or our mental. It's like for me, working out is my anxiety relief. It's me like checking into me. It's me meditating. It's me breathing. It's me like being one with my thoughts and it's me healing, you know? And I know so many trainers, a lot of trainers start by training and they get really into like the mindset of it because they realize that if you, in order for you to help someone at the gym, or with their diet or anything like that, it all is mind. Everything starts with your mind and ends with your mind. And so mm -hmm. it's been an experience for you where, hey, maybe you've been really taught something about your mindset through coaching someone, or you were really able to help someone change their mindset through coaching someone. What was that like? And what was the experience of that? If you could share that. Oh my goodness. You're making me dig deep into my memory bank. <laughs> um, well, you kind of like jogged my memory when you were, we were talking about before when sometimes you may not like think you're capable of doing something but when somebody else can believe in you and see that potential and bring that out of you is probably that's the reason why I coach and yeah. to be able to like get people to that point and be like okay I know you're gonna be able to do this sometimes you have to like bring them to back to reality being like I'm not saying you can't do this but we need to do you can't run before you can walk. So we need to yeah. do this, 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 and this, and that will bring you to those goals. So if you stick through this, whether it's with nutrition or fitness or anything really business, um, you have a game plan, you stick to like small goals to like get you to the end goal and not quit on yourself when shit gets hard. And that's where um, that community aspect and having that accountability, no matter who you are, is going to keep you going on the days that you don't want to keep going. And then having a coach, everybody should have a coach so that they can believe in you until you can believe in yourself and uplift you on those days that you don't wanna, <laughs> that you just don't wanna. Yeah, yeah. Check in with if you're like, I haven't seen you at the gym for a week. Like, where are you at? Like, yeah. just that boost is gonna put someone to come in there. So yeah, when you feel cared and like wanted, then that's like a huge thing. You're not just like somebody's going to paying just to go to a gym. You're paying to come for like an experience, and that's like we try to make it people's like. There's like a saying across it the best. Um, make it the best hour of everyone's day and um, it maybe not is always going to be that way because it depends on like me and that person as well and sometimes it gets cray cray in the gym but like it's yeah. honestly that's like all of our goals is to make sure everybody that comes in has fun does the best that they're able to do for that day and people realizing that you can't this is another saying one of my coaches tell me you can't be a superhero every day so you have to like 
come in and do your best for what you can do on that day, which may not be your all time best, but if give me what you got today, and I if love you gave that. me all that you can give me in this moment right now, then that's all that matters. Cause you're not going to be able to go on all cylinders all the time. It's going to depend on so many factors, but just showing up is a big, a big part of the battle. I love that. That's so awesome. So what, what person or, or story or experience could you share with us that has been the most mind shifting or changing either for that you've done for a client or that you've had within you through this experience of opening up a gym and working out and, you know, running other businesses, like you're this awesome entrepreneur and you run all these different things. So what's been like your, your biggest mind switch or, or change, I guess, for you? Ooh, there's a few incidences. <laughs> um, I don't know what the biggest one is. I, I guess it would have to be, what's that? It's all of them. Let's talk about them. Uh, no, well, okay. The biggest one, I went through a divorce in 2014, but I also went through a major injury that year as well. So like um, my husband left and then I think like four weeks later, I ruptured my bicep on Christmas Eve or sorry, the 23rd had surgery Christmas Eve. And that like month, that December brought me to my lowest point, but also made me aware of, no, I'm worth more. Mm -hmm. And I'm not going to let this, this person ruin me because I don't deserve it. And um, so then, and then the best advice I ever got was like, you can heal through helping others. So then that's all I did was like, focus on that. And like, keep like, obviously, it's a constant journey on like self love worth all of that. And but that was like my lowest point in my life that taught me so so much about what I'm my strengths, first of all, what I was able to get through, and then uh, my capacity to love even after that. And then um, my ability to come back as an athlete after like nine months of only training with like one arm and my Terminator arm on this guy and being able to come back stronger than it was and make it to regionals again for my last year that I wanted to like compete for. So I don't even know if that answered your question. <laughs> no, that's huge. Because yeah. that just that just sparked a ton in, in me when you're just saying that is that, so what I'm hearing is like, you're like, okay, so you go through a divorce, which is dramatic for anybody, regardless if it's like, mutual unmutual it's your decision or not like it's just that's a life change so it's an and then it's an identity change right mm -hmm. and then you, your whole identity is wrapped up in like you're this amazing competitor you're this gym owner like you have to show up this way and then boom right after so now you're divorced so that's like a shaken within you and then boom now you you tear your bicep is that what you said tear it yeah I, yeah I how the hell that, yeah. do you tear a bicep what did you do? well usually typically it happens when you're under sort of like bodybuilding so when you're under that eccentric contraction like so say bicep curls are like yeah. one of like the biggest things that you ruptured on i was not i was doing something i did all the time in warm up i was doing what's called the skin the cat so you hang on the rings and you like lift yourself up into the thing version and then like roll back it's like a shoulder strength okay, so that looks like it would pull my whole shoulder at, out like, yeah like that's what it would be like oh, that's what i, I thought but i remember so i was like it's like yeah do this and then skin the cat like <laughs> like you just have to google it skin the cat <laughs> gymnastics though otherwise you might get something else but yeah so when i was like coming down i heard a loud pop it didn't hurt but i knew something wasn't right but i believe like that's because i was trying to go so hard and the universe or whoever was like uh-uh you need to yeah. deal with your shit yeah. and so it made me like more aware and just forced me to deal with stuff that I was trying not to deal with and yeah and like yeah and it, it just makes you slow down like I think sometimes it's like we as humans want to often avoid like the biggest stress in our life right and so we will we'll try to avoid it we'll put it in a closet like we won't or we have we all have that junk drawer we all have that thing we're like oh I'll just avoid it I'll walk past <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah I don't want to do it right yeah, yeah and and so and when life hits us really hard and it's like a oh shit moment we're like we go into full avoidance mode and so and then until our and our body will actually react that way and be like hey you need to deal with this and I truly believe like your your tight your bicep tear is that it's like are you going to finally slow down so you can actually like deal with this and heal from this because otherwise you're going to start breaking your body like and it literally does that for us right mm -hmm. and it's like a sign of to me it's like from the universe from god your higher power and like your body our bodies are so smart our brains are so in tune with that that our brain will literally be like yeah kendra's not going to listen until she can't <laughs> so we're going so yeah. to make it happen, yeah. right and it's it's because you're like i'm you know, i'm just imagining but and maybe this is off so you kind of tell me but i can just see you trying to work out like i'm getting divorced my identity like what's going on with this like 
So you're just, you're working out so hard to be like, I'm just gonna work this problem out. But it's like, no, it's not a workout problem. You're gonna have to go inward and actually deal with this shit to move That's on. Exactly. Yeah, it's and, completely it. And then I dealt, like you said, I dealt with like the identity crisis. Okay, so I never thought I'd be divorced and now I'm divorced. And now I'm not an athlete. So what am I? And like, yes. so that was like, and then, isn't huge... that the most scary question of all time? It's like, well, who am I? Yeah, it was completely terrifying because this for so many years, I thought like me being a high level athlete, I, we talked about this before, defined who I was and how, um, like our how good of a, yeah, like my worth as like a coach, a gym owner, all of that. But then I just like, honestly asked my clients, I'm like, do you guys even care if I compete? They're like, no, that doesn't matter to us. Yeah. Half the time they don't even know like where I was standing on like, like, I mean, I had like some people who knew, but like, it didn't matter to them. Cause like you said, just like making it there alone and like doing things that scared me was all that they needed. It didn't matter where I ended up on the leaderboard. They're they're really watching you to see like you push you through, through the fire. They'd be like, wow, you can do anything. And then that's the inspiration. It's not, if you win, it's not, if you're first place, like, yeah, that stuff's great. And it is, it's, it's an amazing feeling. But the reason we love watching the Olympics, the reason we love to watch athletes, the reason we watch football, the reason we watch all these sports is because we're watching people do something that we wish we had the courage to do. And like, so when people are doing that, they're just like, yeah, I mean, just you showing up is like cool enough for me. Right. Like, yeah. like, <laughs> like okay. And so how did you deal with that identity crisis? And then, and, and what was that shift? And, and if you could kind of bring it from there to, to um, that, took a bit <laughs> um I just had to for me I had to find my joy for working out just to work out again just okay. because it was good for me and to enjoy to enjoy it not to do it for to compete or for like that sort of like outcome like obviously I have outcomes but I don't have like I need need to lift this amount of weight I need to be able to hit this yeah. there's all like that pressure so now I'm just like legit working out to look good <laughs> like so like, and to, like make that shift to be like well what what do I want to do and how I just want to do it for me to be happy and healthy and love me and like love my body and there's this quote that it's like um work out work out to make your body feel good not because you have to and it's I, well I, yeah like, it's just- and like for women you can't like go well for everybody in general for women specifically because we have so many hormonal hormones yeah. <laughs> um to go like that hard is like hard on your body so I knew I needed to take a break yeah you like period and stuff stop and then like come back yeah like um I think for my first two years because also I wasn't eating enough too so that was a whole like learning curve as well I didn't get my period for I think I got like once one year and my doctor was like oh yeah it's fine it's actually not fine ladies just so you know um and but then I was also on the pill so I got off the pill and then that's when I like started to like regulate, but also my nutrition was in check. So I was making sure it's eating enough and all that. And that's the biggest thing is where, um, when people train that hard, they're usually not getting enough yeah. nutrition. nutrition. Okay. Yeah. So one thing you said is that you learned to be able to love again too throughout that process. If you could, I'd, I just love that little line there. That you dropped. It was like, what, what did that look like? How were you able I think that happens for anybody out of the end of a relationship that can even be out of a friendship, out of um, a business relationship, out of a romantic relationship is that we lose kind of trust or we lose like faith in ourselves or belief in ourselves. And so that's, that breaks us from wanting to let someone in and to love again, but we all need that. So as much as we want it, we put this barrier up because we're like, I just don't want to be hurt. And yeah. Oh so God, so scared. To, to be able to love again. Like what was that process? Because I just, I love how you mentioned that that was a win for you. And I do, and that is such a win because when we aren't allowing that love, we're, we are actually breaking that off from everybody. And we think we're doing it just in that one area of our life, but it's like, no, you've, you've turned it off. No, it's true. And I so was like, do that? Um, well, like after my divorce, I maybe jumped into a relationship too soon, but I always believe everything like happens for a reason. And I, like, I've also learned sometimes that I see, who people can be, not necessarily who they are. So that was a lesson that I had to learn. As Girl, well. been there. I'm like, well, yeah. I, I see what he can be. I know. I just know. I know. Just be let me yeah. And my like, Stephanie, I love that you like love people so much, and you just see the best in them. But no, no. And I'm like, uh, so, like it's, it's so hard, hard, and it's hard to create. It's so, hard. so I get it because 
I'm such a fixer, like I guess to say, that I'm like, I just wanna, I'm like, but I wanna help them. I wanna see, I know if I believe in them, they'll believe in them. I'm like, you know, hold up. Like you're, you're not Mother Teresa, so it's okay. <laughs> Okay. Okay. Uh, so funny. But yeah, so that was it. Like I had, so that was something I had to learn in myself too, is like, okay, I need to start seeing things for how they are, not necessarily how they can be. So I was in a relationship again, right after, before I was even like divorced or separated, which is fine, whatever it happened. It was great for like the time being, it ended on uh, a bad note again. And pretty much the same thing that happened to me in like my divorce. I'm like, okay, there's a recurring pattern here. So this has to be something that I need to internally like look at, not saying that anything was like my fault, but I honestly manifested it because that's all I thought about all the No, I love that. And I think we do that in relationships. Like if we aren't healed from the previous one, we just kind of, we, we almost um, choose the same person, but just that they look different, right? Yeah. And so, but we end up getting the same result because we're, because it's almost because we're actually addicted to that, that previous relationship. We're addicted yeah. to that behavior, that stress or that anxiety of it. And so we are, we pick people like that. We manifest those people into our life because we believe that's what our worth is or what we think is healthy in a relationship until we start to get healthy with ourselves and like it's healthy so with who we are. Then we're like, oh shit okay yeah that's so not I, I wouldn't tolerate that why am I doing this right like no it's so crazy like thinking back and be like really what the hell is I doing but sometimes you also get comfortable totally. and then totally. instead of being like, this is no longer good for me we're just like eh well minute yeah that was the biggest thing for me I knew from day one when I started dating this person that I probably shouldn't have but I just wanted someone because I love love and I just wanted yeah. to have my happy ending so after that happened went I was like fuck this I am taking off so I took a month off went to Thailand everybody's like Thailand's gonna change you blah blah blah. I'm like okay we'll see it did and I learned so so much what did you I didn't know you went to Thailand dude that's (laughs) as hell so you just like picked up and went to Thailand and like yeah so thank god oh that is my dream like I know like that's yeah so like (laughs) um that's a whole other like that Thailand would be like another hour conversation so basically like I went there and um I was like I'm going to be open to everything everything I'm just gonna be open I met the most beautiful people and it just put a lot of things into perspective almost to the point when I came back I was like I don't I can't live this life I need to backpack I don't want my house anymore. My mom's like, okay, just like, yes, it makes you, okay. it makes you just change your gratitude, right? Like going, yeah. going to another country and really like being in it, like experiencing it makes you, it changes you. I firmly believe like that should be a requirement in high school. Cause if kids could go experience that, they would be such different people. Oh, yeah, I wish I did. It taught me so much, pushed me outside my comfort zones again. Cause you're in like another like country. Um, I would love to like do it again, but my coaches were amazing and let me go for like a month. I don't know if I'll ever be able to like do that again, <laughs> but uh, it was quite the experience, even though I came back and had dengue fever. So that was, a whole- <laughs> that was another setback. That I had. But it's all good. Worth it. Hashtag worth it. But, uh, yeah. So it's great. And then um, I just made a posting this the other day, but I wrote a letter to myself in June of 2018. Um, I was, so I've been single for about a year. Yeah, for about a year at this point. And I had fun, like traveled more and like met a bunch of dudes. Like I'm not like saying like, I just, I'm not like that type of girl, but I, <laughs> you're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Right? Yeah. Just to make sure that this is clear. I'm not that type of girl, but um, I was makeup bandit for a bit. Okay. Like we all have to have a season. It's fine. No, like, that's what I'm saying. I was the makeup bandit, but that was like, is I was on like a mission and I was like had fun for like a year and I'm like okay this is so old I'm over this like I can't even anymore so anyways I went to my best friend's wedding and like seeing that type of love was just like god I was such a mess because I was like this is the most beautiful thing I've ever seen and I'm like been to other weddings before but like sometimes you just like no like this shit's for real like yeah 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 yeah. real love like I feel like I can look at a couple and I'm like they love each other and yeah. then some people I'm like oh they're so like they're just meh they are so totally. not a, yeah. they're, they're, they're yeah. just comfortable and like yeah. you can feel people's love and, and like when you want to I step into that and I'm like I want to feel this like it's so powerful yeah so I wrote I seen that experience that I'm like okay I sat down I remember I was sitting in the parking lot waiting for my mom because I was in Saskatoon 
And I just sat and like, I'm going to write a letter to myself. So I wrote down like, obviously like other like business goals and stuff, but the majority of the letter was, um, what I want, what I wanted in a, a guy. And I was like, I don't know what's going to happen, but I always get super excited for the year to go by and just like read it. So Tyler was already in my life at this time. And like, we read it together and I'm like, first I read it alone. Cause I was like, I don't remember what it says. <laughs> Hang on, and then, uh, and sure then I was like, so then I wrote, uh, read it and I was like, oh my God, this is so crazy. This is you. This is insane. So then we both like totally like cried and everything. <laughs> so that was really cool. And yeah, so I love love. <laughs> love I love love too. I love Yeah, that. I love it. I yeah. love that you were able to manifest the man of your dreams. Like and just write that all down, really invite that into your life. And then here you are with this relationship now and like how beautiful that is. And like you growing and loving you more too throughout that whole thing too. It just like really has blossomed who you are. And like, it's awesome, you know? So I just You have to, like, you have to love yourself. And that's probably maybe uh, my biggest downfall in my other relationships and why maybe things, there's no excuses for how, why things like happened and what they did. But like for my part of it was, well, I didn't really love myself. So how can somebody else love me? And even with when Tyler and I first started dating, it was absolutely terrifying because I never felt anything like that before. And we're both like, what is happening right now? Like, this is crazy. And I was scared because I'm like, I don't know if I can let this in because I don't want to get hurt again. And yeah. like, you could destroy me. It's like, essentially, like, what is because I'm like, holy shit. <laughs> like, what is that? actually feel it. You're like, wow, like, if I really fully, fully let you in, like, you will kill me. Like, because it's like yeah. so much love. But it's like, you know what? You still have to, as I just like going back to your games, right? You are never not scared but you just had to step into it. And I think yeah. that's part of like trusting and just like believing in, in everything is that everything really is happening for us in that moment. And the more we can choose to be present and like, well, I'm just going to be, I'm going to give it my best today. Just like you kind of teach at your gym. Like, just give me the best yeah. in the hour. Just give me the best yeah. of the day. And like, yeah. I think sometimes that makes us so we don't work like focus so much in the future of like the worry and the anxiety and the what ifs or what could happen. But like, I'm just going to love this moment right now. And like, mm -hmm. thanks for sharing this experience with me, you know? Yeah it's so yeah yeah it's so so true like to, it's hard sometimes to be like present and not get totally. in the downward spiral of doom to like oh my god if this happens and this happens and this happens but like because oh. I'm more aware of it I can like snap out of it a lot quicker and just really appreciate like each and every day and like writing the gratitudes and affirmations every morning makes me more present and like it's one of the best things anybody can do <laughs> what would be your tip um for our audience about how they can step into their best selves and like in any way that that looks like, I think that's something that you've done powerfully. And like, I've just been so inspired by you and like who you are and like just your authenticity of you. And like, you like give everything, like you're just so full of life. Like what would be um, like, kind of, or maybe it's like, what's your mission that you're living by that helps you get through that? Or is like a question you ask yourself every day that pushes you to be your best? Or is there, what would, what would be the advice that you would give to our audience and how they can do that? practice? That um, well, I feel like a fear holds a lot of people back. So the fear to invest in ourselves in some yeah. sort of way, shape or form, so whether that is you want to grow your business, you should invest in a coach. You want to get your nutrition and fitness on, on, in, on track, like invest in yourself, allow somebody else to help you step into yeah. the best version of yourself. Because sadly, it's hard to do on our own, but not because we can't do it on our own, but because everybody needs accountability. Everybody needs inspiration. Everybody needs to work with somebody who's better than they are so that they can learn how to level up, if right. that makes sense. And so, yeah. There's always someone there to teach you how to get to that level. Yeah. Yeah. So that's why I'm like, I always like, you inspire me every day. Like, I don't even know, like I said, I don't even know how we found each other. And I'm like, yep, I need this self-love bootcamp. Perfect timing. <laughs> Boom. Done. Love. And I love this chick. She's badass. So it just I like, yeah. So it's just like when you put things out there and not just like, but if you like write it out, say it, like those things that you want to accomplish, like, and then go out and do the things that you need to do. They don't magically happen. Like I just made a post on this the other day, like behaviors to match your goals. Yeah. A lot of, a lot of times people have um, these lofty goals, but yet they don't want to put the work in. It's not like people that are successful failed a shit ton, like yeah. ask anyone. So it's like, everybody has like a different purpose in life and like where they're supposed to go. So it's hard not to compare ourselves. Like, to other people's successes and but if you can just remember to like stay in your lane and focus on what you're able to do and who you're able to help in the way like your authentic self can do it and not how somebody else is doing it then that's I believe that's how you're gonna like 
step into it. And it's hard sometimes. Like I catch myself I'm like, oh, I wish I was like this person. Like, no, be just be you and yeah. just like okay. offer what you like you can offer. But it's like it's normal that that happens. It's just be aware of that and just keep on trucking. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> keep on trucking. I love it. I love it. Uh, How can our listeners find you? And also, I know that you have some courses open. Talk a little bit about that and how some of our listeners, how they could join that with you or like, how could they, how can our listeners work with you? Oh, you're so sweet. Um, So my Instagram handle is just Kendra.Johnson. So Johnson, yeah, it's J-O-H-N-S-E-N, not O-N, like a lot of people think. Um, Facebook's just Kendra Johnson as well. And then in the new year, Steph was you've seen that. Well, actually, I was talking about it. I'm launching my Warrior Women Lifestyle Program. So, yeah. So I've always like worked with women, done remote coaching, but I wanted to develop like a uh, an entire program that embodies like all the pillars that everybody needs. So like nutrition, fitness, mindset, self love, where like they intertwine and you start the basics and you build up. Because a lot of time people want something and then they get like this macro program, for instance, just because nutrition is like the number one thing people always want. But then they get this like program. They're like, what are, what do I do with this? this? And how do I weigh and measure my Okay, Yeah. So then it's so overwhelming that people just like end up quitting. So like, I don't understand this. So when it comes like the warrior women program that I'm launching, it's um, so starting at the very basics and building on that. that. So it's a three month program however people can stay in it like longer but it's three months and we start with like basically like there's a 12-week um fitness aspect to it and then the mindset self-love but then like nutrition's the hard well okay I shouldn't say it I find mindset is the one that's hardest people think it's nutrition that's the hardest but it's not they're just overthinking it but it's the it's the mindset it's our relationship with why we're working on why we're eating a certain way and it's breaking through that one of my clients right now because I do have like my beta phase going on right now with so 15 women started but only five finished because it's hard and people don't want to reflect and they don't and those who actually sat down because they get like hard love or like for instance if like it's been two weeks like can I'm not seeing results okay going on live listen up ladies (laughs) so I'm just like hey you gotta like yeah they're so bad at delayed gratification like that we are like Mm -hmm. well I I signed up for this program so I should have abs and I should love myself and I should be a millionaire and it's been a day. You're like, ah, you're Even, hilarious. Like, no. Sir, <laughs> no. Yeah, you got sister. Like, and you have to, and people kind of forget like, okay, so how long have you been doing what you're doing up to this point? Usually it's like mid 30 women that I'm working with. So up until like 35, that's 35 years. We have to like sort of undo your behavior patterns. Yeah, exactly. And so yeah. it's going to take time. So I'm like, you got it. Like you said, you got to give yourself grace. And you gotta just like take it one step at a one step at a time, and then on the days or moments that maybe it's not going as planned or you screw up or whatever, it's like okay, well, whatever that moment's done, you can put it right now, right now, not tomorrow, not a week from now or next year when it's yeah. resolution time. It's like okay, you have control like right now to to do it, and that's like another reason why having a coach is there because then you have that outlet on those days where you're like, I don't want to do this anymore. And you have somebody who's an expert in those fields to be able to like guide you through those thought, like thought patterns, those bad days um, where, cause we've all been through them. It's not like when I have somebody come up to me, it's like, I've been through this. Like, I know you guys don't think I have, but I literally have had the same yeah. thought, have had done this, been through this. So just listen, just trust me. You gotta trust me. (laughs) I think some that's always been some of the best advice I've gotten. I'm such an impatient person is trust the process, like stick the path, trust the process and, and go to the people who know the end result go to the people who have done the process, who have taken the journey before you because they're going to guide you. They're like, yeah, I get it. It's day 45. It's hard. I understand. You want to give up right now, but let me tell you what it's going to feel like at day 90. So you can push yourself to it. Right. And yeah, that's like my philosophy is I, I, from the behaviors that I kind of track and what I watch is that most people tend to give up around the third week and then again around the sixth to ninth week. And yes, bang on. Yeah. Like that to the 90 day period, like, and that's the 12 weeks, like that's what's going to happen. So three months, you know, 12 weeks, like if you can get there, you can actually change your behavior, your habits, who you are and the results. But it's that, like you said, so you have 15 people, only five make it. And I would bet if you were to go back, the people fell off around the third week 
and then again around the sixth week and it's hard to get those people to get back in and to be like well i can make it happen and that's something that i'm trying to kind of work around with, like with other gyms and like i whenever time i go and ask them they're like oh yeah like it's so true people will stop coming to, to after like week three or then and they'll come back and then it happens again week six and stuff and so i don't know so if, if you've experienced that like at, at your gym and within your programs and stuff too like what, what yeah it's so true that is? Like that they stop. I don't I think for a lot of people, okay, it's maybe unrealistic goals, but also um I had like the thought in my head. <laughs> oh, I can't I can't remember it now. But like um if somebody like starts something and they don't finish it, that's they're not willing, in my opinion, to sit there and truly reflect on themselves. Well, because that's hard. Start to feel they're like, oh wait. Yeah. This is too hard, so never mind. I'll default and I'll go back to my old behavior. Yeah, it's comfortable. I don't want to deal with this right now. Yeah, right. Rather, than, and that's the avoidance behavior, right? It's the avoider in us, and that's how we avoid it. We're like, ah, I just won't do it. Like, mm -hmm. and I, I find like, uh, yes. Sorry, I cut you off. No, sorry. Um, no, I just find like, especially like moms, they yeah. have a hard time, and you can attest to this, like a hard time feeling like they're allowed to yeah. like Giving do all these permit. things for them. Yeah, giving themselves permission, but it's like, okay, but you're not only doing this for yourself, you're doing it for your kids, you're setting an example for your kids, but it's any habit is hard to break, like you said, like, it's 90 days, like, it's not going to be a week, four weeks, six weeks, like, you got to give yourself, like, 90 days to, and even then, it's not going to be every day, you're, you're like, yeah, I'm not to do like, it, it, yeah. <laughs> you know how to use the tool, and you're like, I got to put myself in here, and I got, it's up to me, like, I have to make myself do it, and to make it a habit, and to get out of that mindset of, Oh, I can't, I'm too busy. I'm blah, blah, blah. It's just, no, like it's, it's a must. I just have to do it. So yeah. Yeah, exactly. If it's important enough to you, you have to prioritize it. And I just feel like I don't, I, I still don't understand how some people don't want to do that. I haven't, I haven't cracked that code yet, yeah. <laughs> but like I'm here and I'm ready. I'm working with people that want to do it. So even though they don't know how to get there, they're the people that, they, they're ready and they're like okay like I'm here through thick or thin let's like do this because I'm ready and you do have to really be ready sometimes people are ready they're not really ready they're not really ready to take a hard look at themselves and do the work right because like people want the end result but most won't do the work to get right. there because it's too hard oh yeah sure. but mm -hmm. that's why you're the one percent of the world is because you're willing to do the hard that no one else will do and that's mm. you. so thank you for being you and hey right back at you girl thank you thank you <laughs> so much for your time your energy yes. your love your light like i seriously so appreciate this and i know our listeners will too just thank you so much for being you i hope you guys got to learn a little things about crossfit about opening up a gym about being a competitor and honestly about loving you and like i love how you said like letting love in again and stuff too so maybe that's what i'll title this because i think that was pretty powerful oh that's awesome <laughs> so thanks for being you is there anything you want to leave our listeners with or any end statement or anything um just believe in yourselves and don't quit and just you know that you're never alone and you can always reach out to separate because we yeah. got you <laughs> Boom. Yeah, straight i love it well, thank you so much, Kendra. You're amazing. I'll link up everything. You guys all have the best day. Thank you so much for tuning in today to Just Talking. I truly appreciate all your love and support. If you love what you heard today and you want to know more, maybe you're interested in coming to a live event. Maybe you want me to come to one of your events. Maybe you want to do some group coaching, some one-on-one -on -one coaching. Maybe you want to mastermind and just come and hang out and bring up some amazing ideas, get some awesome goal setting. Maybe you want to be on my podcast. Maybe you just want to talk to me, whatever it may be. I love to hear from you. Please follow along on Instagram and Facebook so you can be in the know of everything that's going on with Power house and with me you can follow at steph iliff s-t-e-f-i-l-i-f-f you can also check out my website at www.findyourinnerpowerhouse.com um, or you can go ahead and send me an email on my website or message me on instagram or facebook i'd love to connect with you and just hear from you and support you and show you all the love and support that you show me thank you so much for tuning into just talking have the best day of your life